0: There were two more murders fifteen miles away. When police the arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide a scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird Morning. Cup of murder. Teaching has in the last decade or so become a dangerous job. On October 22nd, 2013, a young woman hoping to help mold the minds of her students had her life tragically cut short by someone she tried to make feel welcome in their new school. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On October 22nd, 2013, Colleen Ritzer, a 24-year-old teacher at Danvers High School in Danvers, Massachusetts, asked one of her students, Philip Chisholm, to stay after school for a chat. Doing so, Ms. Ritzer asked the 14-year-old, having recently moved to the state, how the new community compared to his old one in Clarksville, Tennessee. And according to another student who stayed late that day, the boy became visibly upset and the teacher changed the subject. After her attempt to engage the student went awry, Colleen was then seen walking down the hallway on surveillance video and heading into the bathroom. Seconds later, the face of a young boy was captured poking his head out of the room and looking down the hall. He then goes back into the room, but comes right back out, hood obscuring his face, and putting gloves on his hands. Walking with purpose, Philip Chisholm turns and goes into the same bathroom his teacher just entered, and minutes later, comes walking out with a pair of pants in his hand. Later that evening, both Colleen Ritzer and Philip Chisholm were reported missing by their families, and before long, police followed the teen's cell phone to a ping near the Hollywood Hits Theater. No longer there, and with the second ping yielding no results, news of the boy's disappearance spread throughout social media, and knowing the high school was the last time anyone physically saw him, the Danvers police went and started scouring the CCTV footage. That's when they saw the chilling events that unfolded in the hallways and realized that there was a connection between the two missing persons reports. Later found wandering on the side of the road, when officers searched Phillip's bag, they found a blood-stained box cutter. When asked about the blood, the boy simply responded, the girl. Also in his possession were Colleen Ritzer's credit cards, her ID, and a pair of underwear, which he claimed he found at a gas station before changing his story to say he took them from the teacher's car, as well as a mask, gloves, and a hooded sweatshirt. On October 23rd at 5 a.m., Philip Chisholm, barely a teenager, was officially arrested and charged with the first-degree murder of his teacher. Not long after, Colleen Ritzer's body was found hidden beneath a pile of leaves and debris in a heavily wooded area about 50 feet from the school's athletic field. Her throat was slit with what appeared to be a box cutter, and she suffered from a serious blow to her face. There were also signs that she had been raped with some sort of pointed object, and lying beside her body, was a note that simply stated, I hate you all. Given the security footage that clearly showed Philip Chisholm following the teacher into the bathroom and leaving with what was later found to be the pants she was wearing that day, investigators pieced together the chain of events and said that after wheeling her body to the woods in a blue recycling container, the young boy returned to his home to change out of his bloody clothing, had lunch at the local Wendy's and went to the Hollywood Hits Theater to watch a Woody Allen film all the actions of a normal teenage boy, but also that of a remorseless killer. With charges of aggravated rape and armed robbery added to the list, Philip Chisholm was tried as an adult. And when the prosecution took the floor, they told the jury how the boy strangled, raped, and stabbed his math teacher inside the women's bathroom and only stopped when another student entered. He then dragged her out to the woods where he raped her with what they believed was a stick, before finishing the job and taking her life away. With his lawyers arguing that the boy suffered from a psychotic break, the defense claimed that Colleen died while in the bathroom and therefore the charge of unnatural rape, which they believed happened in the woods with the stick, should be dismissed. According to the pathologist on the case, Colleen suffered from 16 stab wounds, three of which damaged major blood arteries, and was strangled. Believing both were the causes of death, It was impossible to determine which killed her first and therefore hard to pinpoint in which location she took her final breath. Arguments over this fact continued and the defense, in an effort to knock off some of the charges, asked for the dismissal of the robbery charge. The judge, noting how he used Colleen's credit card to purchase his movie ticket, refused. But when asked to throw out the unnatural rape charge, they claimed that they needed more time to think on it. After telling the jury their believed that the 14-year-old raped his math teacher for a second time out in the woods, the prosecution rested their case, while the defense, still claiming the victim was dead before being taken from the school, claimed that Philip, hearing voices and suffering from a break with reality, was unable to control himself and should be charged as such. In the end, the boy was convicted of raping Colleen Ritzer inside of the bathroom, but not in the woods, armed robbery and murder, as he sat stoic and stared straight forward with no reaction. Because he was a minor and could not be sentenced to life without parole, the standard for charges like this, Philip Chisholm was handed down a 40 to 60 year term and allowed to file a petition for his release after 25 years. Colleen's parents, displeased with the sentence, later filed a civil wrongful death suit against the town of Danvers, Danvers Public Schools, a cleaning contractor serving the school who allegedly washed away evidence, and the company that designed the school's recent expansion and overhauled their security system, an action that they claimed failed their daughter on the day that she died because if someone had been monitoring the cameras like they were supposed to, they could have interrupted Philip's brutal attack and possibly saved Colleen's life. After five years of fighting, all but one entity, Denisco Design Partnership, were dismissed from the suit. In 2021, the family turned their attention to a bill that, if passed, would eliminate life sentences without the possibility of parole for first-degree murderers. Against the idea of murderers walking the street after 25 years if paroled and the elimination of life sentences, Peggy Ritzer, Colleen's mother, told the press, Those who intentionally take an innocent life should not have the opportunity for parole. It's that simple. The bill in no way affected Philip Chisholm. He remains behind bars, but continues to make his appeals. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder and thank you to Shelby for suggesting today's story. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on October 23rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it.